Every woman has a story. Every story matters. It makes you who you are. For so long, women have hidden from their stories when in fact they are the very thing that makes them shine. Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Women Podcast. I am Rosie Nerney, your podcast host, mother of four, multi-million dollar direct sales business owner and domestic violence survivor. I'm so grateful to have this time with you. Join me and a wide range of inspiring women as we follow down the yellow brick road of life, growth, challenges and ultimately discovering our ruby slippers and coming home to ourselves. All the power you need is within you. We are not in Kansas anymore. It's time to head down the yellow brick road. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Ruby Slipper Women podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am so excited to have a special guest with us today. Her name is Jessica Ritchie. She is a marketing and connection expert who creates connected business and personal brands through strategic marketing strategies, self-care and energy management. With over 12 years marketing and communications experience, Jessica has worked with some of the top Australian ASX listed companies and leading brands such as Golden Circle, Tony Ferguson Weight Loss, BCF, Super Cheap Auto, Raise Outdoors, Gold Cross Cycles, Tourism Events, Queensland and more. What makes Jessica a little bit different is that she's also a Reiki and neuro-linguistic programming practitioner as well as a certified life and business coach. She has the unique ability to harness the energy and essence of a person or business and amplify it across all of their marketing collaterals. Jessica is also a mum to two lively little boys, a husband who is a police officer, and with running her own business, she understands all too well in trying to juggle the struggle. Having been through significant life experiences, Jessica is obsessed with connection. In making yourself a priority, having a strong sense of self and leading life from a place of love and not guilt so that women in particular learn how to have a holistic and integrative approach to their business, career, and life. Oh, how good does that sound? It's like such an impressive bio. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Rosie. So, you know, the I chatted to you before we started this about the concept of the Ruby Slipper women. Yes. So it's about, you know, we've taken it from the Wizard of Oz and it's about you're not in Kansas anymore. So can you share with us a little bit about your story, about what happened, whether, you know, whatever it is, the moment in time where you were like, okay, I'm not in Kansas anymore and I'm going to take this yellow brick road and navigate the challenges that come along with it. But when also too, to when you actually realised that you had the ruby slippers on and that you had all the power you needed within you. So Mm. take us on a bit of a journey. Well, I love that whole concept of the ruby slipper and not being in Kansas anymore. I guess, uh, uh, as you alluded to in the intro, I have had a few what, you know, some people consider to be significant life experiences. And I guess at the time I thought they were challenges. And, uh, you know, just quickly, I guess, uh, some things that I've been through have been from uh, discovering when I was only five that my youngest brother was in a comatose state due to juvenile diabetes and 
that moment in time and seeing my mum resuscitate him on the driveway and what she went through of mother's guilt and a bit of post-traumatic stress uh, for a few years after that was um, I learnt, not through my family, uh, you know, in telling me, but I discovered perfectionism um, and I thought if I can make our home perfect, meaning I get up and I do the right thing and I wear what I'm, you know, I'm told to wear and do what I'm told to do, then it's going to mitigate unhappiness and sadness. And so from the age of five, I kind of had that mentality. And I then, my mum experienced um, a lot of health difficulties and I cared from her from the age of 11. And particularly that year that I turned 11 and that year was the year that I got nearly straight A's at school I I wasn't a straight A kid but that year having cleaned cooked cared for my brothers mowed the lawn look after you know looked after my mum I thought oh I can do it all you know wow so I continued that mentality of I can do it all you know and being perfect So, again, kept trying to mitigate unhappiness or any risk that would make my loved ones or those closest to me feeling sad. So I carried that through um, into my early 20s as well. I lost everything in the 2011 floods, my home and all my contents. Um, Wow. So that was quite devastating. Um, But, again, you know, you just sort of get on with it and, uh, that same year, my one of my best friends was diagnosed with ovarian cancer um, and for a few years she would fly to Brisbane and while she had chemo, um, I would help care for her and it was obviously a harrowing journey to watch her mm. slip away. Um, and then mm. the following year on Easter Sunday, my, my brother was paralysed in a motorbike accident Um, and so I had just these events that, you know, sort of, sort of one thing after another and after each one, I felt stronger. Um, but I did at some point kind of fall into that victim mentality and it wasn't until I had my own family because I was told I'd never have children because I suffered from severe endometriosis. So I was told, you know, you'll never have children. Um, and I refused to accept that, um, that I wouldn't have kids because I did deeply feel like I would. And so I just trusted, you know, in the process. And I guess it wasn't until I had them that my priorities changed and my focus was on them and creating a positive, safe environment where I didn't want them to slip into that perfectionism that I did. So I started shifting then away from how do these experiences shape me to be a better person? How can I use them? And so I was already on that learning journey and to a more positive self and mindset when on the, in late May, two years ago, um, as we said, my husband is a police officer and we live in a very small rural community Uh, where he protects and serves nearly 10,000 people. And on this particular day, I woke feeling quite anxious and nervous, Um, but, you know, I couldn't pinpoint it to anything. But within a few hours, I could hear the two police polar helicopters circling. Uh, I 
there was numerous police cars zooming past our home, skid marks um, and ambulances arriving and I knew that something wasn't right because that was out of the ordinary. And so I sat at home with my two little babies at the time and I waited and my husband hadn't contacted me and I got a phone call from a, an unknown number saying, is everything all right with your husband? I said, well, something's going on. I don't know. And they said, well, can, like I'm watching the news. So I turned on the news and the, the news headline said, police officer... Husband, Halliden police officer, husband of two shot and killed in the line of duty. Oh, my God. And there's only two officers in Halliden and the other officer is a father of three. So I assumed, you know, that it was my husband. And no one could confirm or deny it when I called the comms team and they said, look, you'll just have to wait. And so I thought that meant, you know, they were coming to knock on my door and tell me. So it was during these moments and having had, you know, some of these other experiences happen that I had such a strong sense of self and awareness that I knew what would be my undoing at this point of time. And for me, it was identifying that it would be the knock on the door, that sound, Mm -hmm. that tap. I knew that throughout the rest of my life if I heard that sound it would unravel me so I went to the gate to wait for them so that I hear that sound anyway um it wasn't thankfully it wasn't my husband but it was someone else's who lost his life Mm. and so that was the cherry on top um it Mm. was my Kansas moment of that realization I'm not in Kansas anymore, Mm. that what do I want to do moving forward? How can I use these experiences to help both myself um, and others to lead from a space where they can connect 100% with other people, to use their stories to empower others Um, I know what I've been through is, is, you know, it's nothing compared to some. But for me, it's what's helped shape who I am and the road and journey um, that I'm wearing my red slippers on, my ruby slippers on now. So I discovered life was too short to not do what I had on my to-do list. So I always wanted to, I've always had a gift for healing. Um, Mm. and had strong intuition, but I was too scared. Um, I guess an obstacle was the judgment. Would people think I was a little bit woo-woo, a bit alternative, a little bit hippie? I hear that so much (laughs) from people, like women that I work with, and, yeah, it's constant. They're like, oh, people are going to think that I've gone exactly what you said, hippie, woo-woo. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, how did you navigate that? Well, I guess because of that experience, I was like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. This is actually what I <laughs> yeah. want to do for myself. I'm interested in this. And yeah. I, f- I really felt like there was something in it. So I went and I, I've learned and, you know, was certified in my Reiki 1 and 2. And then I studied my neuro-linguistic programming as well, which was, you know, it was intense, but a phenomenal experience that helps just solidify and strengthen my mindset. 
And so I integrated that with my marketing because I thought, how, how can I marry these two passions? Because it's from that moment forward that I had to energetically help people as well. And so that's where I have integrated sort of energy work and using those unique skills in harnessing someone's brand energy and their or their personal energy and amplifying that out into the marketplace because currently we're at is all we've got is ourselves. So I help mm. people now to really understand that identity. Who who am I? What is it that I'm doing? How do I help others? And then it's me assisting them and showcasing that to their industry. Oh, I love that. And your story, when you said, you know, I know it's nothing compared to others. I'm just listening to it. Like I might like fully welling up, like sitting here, like choking. <laughs> Don't do in that. My throat. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, but you know, like I've got that lump in my throat and I'm just like, because I can completely put myself in your shoes and just imagine what you went through, like, like just everyone, everyone that I talk to, and I talk to a lot of different women, everyone has a story. And so many people think that their stories don't matter Mm. or they think it's not as big as someone else's story or I need to have something more sort of dramatic happen. And I just think like your story is amazing. And just the one thing that really like stood out to me was that especially like with what happened with your husband and anticipating what was going to happen, you had the clarity in your own head to walk out that door. Yes. To go, okay. Like that mo- like how did you how did you get to a place prior to that happening that you had that awareness of like I think so many people just struggle because they don't have control over situations and when stuff happens they just like instead of you know we like have flight or fight. Yeah, it's fight yeah. It, yeah, flight or fight and it's just being grounded enough to go okay I can't control what's going on outside but I can control me Mm. and I'm going to control some of this happening so how did you because like how did you get to that place it's a good question um I think because I have had those prior experiences Mm. it, it just felt like something else this is just another experience I put it down to so Um, I didn't fall into that victim mentality. I Mm. had um, probably an identity crisis with my first child. Um, He didn't sleep, you know, for 12 months. He had silent reflux, so he was screaming the whole time. I'd gone from, you know, earning very good money with, uh, you know, a a technology business through to, yeah, yeah, being this mum. And I was like, I do not know who I am anymore. So Mm. I had to, I sat down and I talk about this story uh, quite a bit actually is I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, hello, (laughs) how are you going, mate? (laughs) Because that's what I would say to a friend, but I I hadn't said it to myself. myself. And I cried. Mm. I cried because Mm. I didn't know how I was going. I didn't know the person staring back at me. And I left it at that. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> that's a bit yeah. full on. I'm at this space where I don't know who I am anymore. And so I started just doing some things that I enjoyed, taking time out to do things for me. I started to um, consult to some businesses so that I had that because it was important for me 
to have that work coming back into my life because that was an important part of my identity um, that gave me another purpose as well. And so I think because I had done a lot of that work, which I now do with clients um, and went through a series of questions, it led me to that space of that day when I knew that the sound of the door knock would be the undoing. But I went through a lot of guilt with how I felt about that day too um, of I guess, such emotions and then discovering it wasn't my husband. Yeah, I, but it was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, how does that lady feel? Um, you know, mm. it's not, and so I did a lot of grappling with that as well. But in that 40 minutes that I thought it was him, I felt and went through that grief cycle and felt it and oh, yeah. you can't deny that. So there was no point in trying to remove that or stop it. Um, it's just that's how it was in that given time of where I was at and the level of communication at that time. Yeah, just like, oh, I just think that's so powerful and I hope that everyone's listening. Can That's such a massive takeaway from this is that even when, you, like, you can't control the external things, no. just having having some sort of control over yourself to go, okay, I'm go, I'm preparing for the worst but what can I do to make sure that that worst doesn't follow me? Mm. Like for you, every time someone knocks on a door. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're not, all, you're not going to always know, but it's also allowing yourself with that guilt that I was feeling to go, no, it's okay to feel yeah. all those feels. Like, you know, quite yeah. often we can just put the straps back on and go, and that's probably what I have done a lot in the past, but this was the experience for me that said no you need to feel into because there was a lot of anger around Mm. that someone would do this to people Mm. um purposefully there was a lot of um sadness distrust um disconnect I disconnected myself from from our community for a while because I was scared trying to cope yeah Yeah. um and I was very much a part of the community because that's important to me but it and I was like, you know what, it is okay to d- disconnect myself for a while. It's like I had to disconnect to reconnect back in. Mm. Oh, <laughs> quote you there. That is so powerful. It reminds me, I don't know if you've read the book by Brene Brown called Braving the Wilderness. That's the one book I haven't read of oh, It is. Like she talks about. she talks about when you're coming into your, to yourself really mm. and when you're going from, it's like braving the wilderness. It's that space in between who you were and who mm. you who you are. At that space in between, and she's just like, it's scary. It's lonely. Mm, it it's is dark. Yep. But when you get to the other side, you'll find there's so many more people there. Yeah, and it's um, worth and you're not it. alone. Yeah, no, it's so worth it. Is it is worth yeah. doing. But it. going through that, going through the my um, I've got a coach, and he says to me, you just need to sit in the suck for a while. It sucks. <laughs> It and does. you've got to sit and acknowledging in it. it. Yeah. 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 And I think so many people, particularly women, um, actually no, you know, men as well, um, just run away from feelings. Yes. Feelings that, that are uncomfortable. I don't like to use the word positive or negative. Okay. There's comfortable yes. feelings and uncomfortable. uncomfortable feelings. Yes. And I think just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not necessary. No, or that it's wrong. 
Yeah, or that it's wrong, mm. exactly, or that it's negative. Yes. You know, so I, like, if it's uncomfortable, I know especially with my kids, it, even myself, if I'm in there and I'm like, okay, let's just sit here for a bit. Let's stop trying to run away to the, you know, positive mm. rainbows. Mm, yeah. <laughs> let's just be here right now because I'm a big believer if you don't feel something all the way out, mm. it doesn't actually disappear. No. It just gets stuck inside your physical body somewhere. So I'm really yes, big on working on that. Yeah. And it and, does and bite, feeling it out. bite you on the bottom <laughs> later Absolutely. on. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so important. So your journey down the yellow brick road yes. uh, obviously has got like mountains of lessons and everything that you've learned from it. What would you say if you could give someone like a big golden nugget from it, what would it be? That it's un- I know you've probably got heaps. Well, but- no, it's understanding coming to a place where when you are going through these challenging times or, um, yeah, through the challenges, it's trying to reframe it as an experience and looking at the lesson in it. Because I found when you do that, it you can move through it more, um, mm. and you you use it to better yourself and and others. So it's just reframing those challenges and how they can work for you and what you're learning from that. It's yeah. it's knowing that it doesn't last forever. The whole quote, yeah. you know, that this too shall pass. Yeah, it is. It's so true. And I know I've had a few pretty traumatic things happen in my life and it's just that when you're in it you feel like it's never going to end but it does everything does eventually it's all we're always moving we're always in motion yeah things are always you know it might be intense for that period of time but we do move through it and yeah I often reflect on things that I've gone through in my life and the most painful things that I've gone through have brought me the most amazing lessons yes yeah which at the time, like when I'm going through them, I'm like, like I went through something um, last year, kind of still going through it a bit. But um, I was, as I, we're going through it, I'm like, pretty sure there's going to be nothing out of this. No lessons. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure this is just like stuck. Yes. This is just this horrible. Is there's nothing. But yeah, but when you um, just allow, like you said, just allowing that time, giving yourself that time. It is. To, to go through it. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, always you can a sort lesson. Of start to see things. Yeah, and it yeah. might be something yeah. we discover. It could be years later, and you get that. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh, that's why that yeah, happened absolutely. to me because this is absolutely because you haven't done it again, or you've met yeah. someone who you're like, no, I need to navigate away from that person yeah. or situation. Yeah. It all, yeah, it all leads you further down. Well, hopefully more into the light of your yellow brick road. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. So what would you – it's like when you're going through all of this stuff, I – a lot of people, as they're differentiating between, I guess I refer to it as your inner guide versus your ego talking. Yes. How do you navigate that? Because your ego can be like – it can be really convincing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it can be so convincing when you're like, oh, like – I, like for me, I don't need to learn a lesson here. Like I'm done. It's totally all of them um, or, you know, like that. So how do you navigate that? Oh, it's just trying to bring that human element into it. We're just, we need to feel and mm. just feel, was it someone who says, is it Brene as well? Just lean into it. Yeah. Um, lean into it and feel all those feels 
and the feelings you know that you do feel are there the anger is to protect you or to Mm. alert you to something again it's not a a bad thing it's Mm. it's educating yourself to learn that it's not a bad thing and what is it that my body or that inner guide is trying to show me or tell me um and to not, I guess, explode or <laughs> mm, to feel into it. Yeah, and I've, like interviews I've done them. with, with like lots of people, mm. common theme with all of them, and none of you know each other, <laughs> um, is feel into it. Yeah, just feel into it. It's Stop. been the biggest like, lesson. Yeah, 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 it's massive. So you've got your ruby slippers on, and you're I do. Your <laughs> What's life like for you now on the other side of all of this? It's um. It's been great. It's it just makes sure that your ruby slippers are on the ground at all times. Yeah. Uh, you know that life is short, so I do grab it with both hands. I no longer yeah. try to sweat the small stuff. I no longer really worry what people think. Um, I am on my own yellow brick road, and when I when you come from a place of service and to help people then you're in that heart-led leadership space and you're always sort of coming from, you know, what can I do to help? So I feel for me when you come from that sort of mindset and have that focus that life just seems a lot smoother um, by just trying to help others. I love that so much. I'm like so excited to get this published because I know so many people are just going to love it. They're going to be sitting there going, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Okay, so where can people find you, on um, connect with you on your social media and also your website? Yeah, sure. So my website is www.jessica-ritchie.com, R-I-T-C-H-I-E. So people can find me there or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Jessica Ritchie. Instagram is at the dot Jessica dot Ritchie. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Your story is so inspiring and I just love what you're doing, bringing that real human element into branding and business and yeah what you're doing with your career because it's just I feel like a lot of the time it's really lacking Mm. um well that's what I found (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and just knowing that that you're doing that um it's definitely the future it's the future way that that people are going to have to market like that because if they don't they're going to get like just lost yes that's because people aren't connecting with it anymore they want the that human element they want that connection they certainly do Um, yeah yeah so I love what you're doing and your story and you're very very inspiring so thank you again thank you Rosie and thank you for this amazing platform that you're bringing to everyone yeah no I'm very excited for where it's going to go so guys it's www.jessica-ritchie.com that's a website and you can check her out on her socials. So thank you for being here and I look forward to chatting to you next time on the Ruby Slipper Women podcast. Guys, just quickly before you go, 
if you could do me a massive favor and please share this on your socials or head to iTunes and give us five stars. It's the only way we're going to get the message out there and create the movement where more women stand up and believe in themselves. I can't do this on my own. I really, really need your help. If you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Our website is coming. It will be www.rubysleeperwomen.com. So keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, please head over to Instagram at rubysleeperwomen and give us a follow. Look forward to seeing you for the next round and thank you so much for your support.